L is for landing pages. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. What is up, my inbox besties, besties? Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am beyond super excited to be here with you today because we are going to talk about a topic that is so pivotal, that is so crucial in your email marketing bingo card and sphere. I cannot believe we have not actually talked about it outright yet. And that is landing pages, also known as opt-in pages or squeeze pages if you're nasty. Okay. So last week's episode, my opinion on the fastest way to grow your list in 2020, a lot of what was unspoken is that after you go and collaborate with people, and we talk about a whole bunch of different ways that you can do that, the ways I think are most effective to least effective, is you need to send people somewhere. Where you're going to send them is this landing page or opt-in page. Basically, it is a page you've created either on your website or with lead pages or ConvertKit has landing pages where basically, you know, there's no blog posts, there's no links out to any other place except for one, which you'll hear about in a second. There's no distraction. It's just like, give me your email address. I'm going to wow and knock your socks off. Okay. So I want us to break down really the crucial elements of the landing pages and different situations to use them and all of that juicy goodness and sort of this mini training. So first and foremost, with your landing page, this is like key number one. And I know ConvertKit had a little problem with this. I'm pretty sure that they fixed it, um, but you might need to do some finagling is on your landing pages somewhere you need to have a link to your privacy policy and terms and conditions. This is a GDPR requirement. You need to have it in order to keep yourself upright. Now, I'm not going to talk about having like a checkbox or radio button or any of that sort of stuff on your landing page. I'm going to refer you back to episode 109, where we talked to Miriam, who's a lawyer here from the United States, who talks all about what you can do and how GDPR works and the varying levels that you can do to say how conservative you want to be. So really legal wise, all I'm I'm going to tell you on this landing page is that you definitely need to have a link to your privacy policy and terms and conditions. This is extremely important for everyone, but especially if you ever plan on doing any paid advertisement to that landing page, then you're going to want to have that because Facebook, pretty sure Pinterest, Instagram, which is run by Facebook, they're not going to approve your ads if your landing page do not have a link to your privacy policy and terms and conditions. The second factor in an amazing landing page, which kind of, again, goes unsaid, but we're going to say it, is actually having a toe-curling, compelling offer or freebie in the first place. Because if your freebie is boring, because everyone has a five-step roadmap to five figures and all that garbage, it's never going to work. Like there's only so much lipstick that you can put on a pig. So you really do need to make sure that you are actually starting with an opt-in gift, a freebie, a lead magnet that is going to attract your ideal person who is serious about taking action. That's one of the things that I try to get through to my students of Love Your List, where it's like, you might be able to create something that can get you a whole bunch of a million subscribers, but we want people that are dedicated to change. So it might have to be a freebie that has a bit more skin in the game. 
But what that's going to equal in the long run is more engagement, more clicks, more shouting out, more purchasing. It's just you start with a better quality people. Okay. So you need to have that compelling offer to start. If you need a little bit of help with that, you can head over to katedoster.com forward slash freebies. And that will get you a seat in my free mini course, Freebies That Sell and Serve. Okay. And we actually have an episode coming up. I think it's going to be next week where we're going to talk about the difference between freed and paid and blog posts and freebies and EZS offers. It was actually a episode that was inspired by one of my students of Love Your List. So again, to recap, so far, sort of the givens for an amazing landing page that converts like gangbusters is one, you need to have your legal links like privacy, policy, terms, and condition, mandatory. And number two, you need to actually have a great freebie, <laughs> freebie in the first place, okay? And go back and listen to episode number, of course, I can't remember off the top of my head, where we talk about naming your thing, that will really help as well. So what are the other key components of this landing page? And we'll give you a couple tips and tricks along the way, which we go more into what I call selling the free in Love Your List. We have a whole module dedicated to this, but I wanted to give you guys something actionable that you could take away right now. So the other key components, and we're just going to run through them really quickly, and then I'll give you a little bit of examples of all of them, is a scroll-stopping headline, which, spoiler alert, for most people, write it last. Like, that's just like my biggest tip when it comes to headlines, write it last. You need to have what I like to call fascinations, that's the copywriting term, but either bullet points or some type of body copy. You need some explainer text. Again, you still need to sort of woo people into actually, like, signing up for this bad boy. So again, we're going to need that. The other thing is you need to really think about the copy or the text that you have on your button. It has actually been proven with studies that if you just leave subscribe up there, which is what happens if you use MailChimp's forms and stuff like that, you're going to get less signups because nobody wants to subscribe. So we need to make sure that that last thing that is holding the back from being on your email list, from having the privilege of being in your energy is encouraging. It is taking away the scariness of what's inside the other side of that click. So you need to spend some time thinking about your button copy. Hey besties. So we're going to go back to this episode in a second, but first I just wanted to let you know that if you never want to have your subscribers be annoyed ever again, when your name pops into your inbox, even if you're asking for Hashola, or maybe wondering exactly what my two-step process is for making sales every single day that literally have people thanking me for taking their money. Yeah, that happens like every single day. Or perhaps you're concerned that you're making one seemingly innocent mistake that is actually giving new subscribers whiplash from unsubscribing from your list so darn fast. Then I want you to head over to katedoster.com forward slash class so you can register for this free on-demand training, Littlest Big Profits. In Littlest Process, I'm going to take everything that we talk about here at Inbox Besties and crank it up to like a thousand so you can learn how to make a toe curling income and impact that you crave from a micro-sized email list without feeling like a manipulative, money-hungry butt face. That's right. You're just going to learn how to treat people like people and make your piggy bank smile in the process. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash class right now. It's okay. I'm waiting. Like, go ahead. Click. Did you click? It's in the cover art. Just click it. You'll get there. Your people cannot wait and neither can your wallet. The other thing that I suggest, which is number six, is to have some type of graphical element, whether that is a mock-up of your freebie so people can see it, whether it is a video of you, you've got to have that visual component. 
Now this last one I was debating about throwing in number seven. And I think that more and more, especially the way that things are going, I do think that it's more important. And that is some type of proof element. Now, the reason why I don't think that I pulled it out like before or in Love Your List, which I've since updated the training or I will be updating the training, is a proof can be something like downloaded 10,000 times. It can be, you know, a screenshot of somebody shouting out how great something is on social media. It can be literally a written testimonial. So if you have people reply back and like, oh my goodness, I love this. Thank you. Then literally ask them, hey, can I say your name and say, oh my goodness, thank you for this. I think that that is really, really key. Another form of proof, especially if you're going to be doing paid advertisement, is some type of bio on yourself. So that would be like a picture and a couple of little sentences so that way people know that you are credible. Now, I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this different level of audiences, but you have what's called cold, warm, and hot audiences. So a cold audience would be some random Pinterest person, clicks on your promoted pin, gets there. Um, somebody who could be warm if you decide to do that contributor, you know, style of list building and you decide to go and talk to somebody in someone's Facebook group, they're a little bit warmer. They kind of know who you are. You still probably want to have a picture of your bio in there just so that way people can kind of remember your face. If you're doing guest posting, I think that's really great. But if you're, you know, it's somebody that has been on your blog and they've read your stuff or you guys have listened to Inbox Besties, then I don't really need to have that as much. And that's something that we're actually going through on our end because we are incorporating a lot more cold audiences in 2020. So that way we can really maximize our reach because guys, there's so many people that need help helping the people that need to get helped. It's an amazing circle and we're gonna get out there. And I know the best way that I can help people well, at least the serious ones, is by getting them into their inbox, okay? It's just the way that it is. So you're going to see myself updating some landing pages as we're going along to really just include, again, something short, maybe a picture of me. If you have a video, you might not necessarily need to have a bio of yourself because it's there, but I do think that putting a person, a face behind the freebie is key. Now, if you have yourself as the back of your landing page or a photo of you on your landing page, you still might want to, you know, have a little thing like, oh, like, Kate, you know, a Mux Bestie host, something like that, just to be able to make those personal connections, because personal connections are huge in 2020. Absolutely huge. So just sort of recap, and then I want to give you a couple tips and tricks on how to really implement what we talked about is you need to have your privacy policy slash terms and conditions. Again, episode 109 to talk about GDPR. You need to have a compelling freebie in the first place. Again, katedoster.com forward slash freebies. A scroll stopping headline, some type of explainer text or fascination, something that's really going to engage people. You need to have some compelling button copy. Again, just don't have some subscribe on there. You need to have some type of visual component, whether it's a mock-up. So that's like, you know, a picture of your freebie in a screen or an iPad or a video component, one or the other. You don't necessarily need to have both. And also some type of proof. I think that that's really key, whether it's a sentence or somebody just saying that you're awesome. If it's a brand new freebie, but somebody else said that you're awesome about something else and you can sort of include that there until you get, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more clout for that particular freebie. I think that it would work. As for, because I know this is a question, what's the perfect length? I don't think that there is one. Um, I will say that if you are going to do what's called an opt-in trigger, that's where somebody clicks a button and then the opt-in form shows up, 
or if you're gonna have an opt-in form, I do think having an opt-in form above the fold, so that's before someone has to scroll on a screen, I do think that's smart. Which another aspect of landing pages, depending what you're building it in, you might wanna make sure you switch it to mobile view first and actually build from there. That's actually something that myself and my team are working towards, and this is why we've switched providers and all that sort of stuff. We wanna make sure that things look good and correct on mobile, and that people can honestly opt in without having to scroll down. So that might look like for you that you've got your headline, maybe, um, you know, a little proof text, this opt-in form, and then you have your, you know, fascination and explainer text, and then you have a second opt-in form, okay? Or you have a picture of yourself. I think that this is something where, you know, if you go to say a lead pages, um, you don't necessarily have to invest in them. And I'm not going to tell you that you should, because I know I personally don't as of this time, but look to see, because they'll show you all of the templates. What is actually sort of working? How does that work? And with something like an Elementor or Divi, it's usually pretty easy to actually sort of mimic those. And if you're going with a landing page, say that like ConvertKit has, they've really sort of upped their game to make sure that their landing pages are actually designed to convert because there is a little bit of a science to this. So just some really important factors there. So let's go ahead and really dissect the, the meat of this episode headlines. I know everyone wants to know like, Hey, what are your tips for headlines? My biggest one I already technically gave you. And that is wait until last, just straight up wait until last. People will spend literally hours trying to come up with catchy headlines. And I know when I was writing them for clients, I had this rule, which I got from another copywriter. You had to write at least 80 versions of a headline. 80, which is insane. And most people don't want to stick around and actually do that for their stuff. So that's why I always say save it to last, but definitely challenge yourself to at least have 10. And if you can't decide out of those 10, which one you like the best, perhaps depending on what software you're using or service, maybe you can A-B test. We're not going to get into that in the scope of this particular podcast episode, but you can try something out. So ways to sort of start for some headlines, you know, what are some benefits? What's a moment that people are going to get? You know, can you shock them? An example that we talk about, because we do this way more in Love Your List and actually review people's landing pages is, um, I think the example that it has like warning and then two colons, um, don't scroll down unless you've got like, um, room to book 10 discovery calls or something like that. The reason why that works, and I know it seems a little brohemy, but it does. It's getting people to stop is because it's what they want. We're almost making what they want like a burden, like, you know, don't go any further if you don't want to help people. Again, that don't want to help people. It's not concrete enough. You really want to get to moments, which I explain in detail for frizzle y'all for free by heading on over to katedoster.com forward slash class, sign up for littlest big profit. We'll talk way more about moments, but a moment headline I feel is the absolute strongest. Now you might want to have what's called a little subhead that has like what I call the mechanism or their deliverable. So you might want to have like a little heading above it. Technically they call it an eyebrow line that says like, you know, free four day challenge. And then in big, bold font underneath it or headline font, then that's when you would go ahead and, you know, have your headline for your thing. Um, you know, skip that Wednesday feeling Just sort what is the benefit or the result or the moment that people are going to get after they consume your freebie and then take it a step further. And a step further, this is where the sort of mix up principle we talk about and freebies that sell and serve comes into play. What are some of the yeah buts that people have? So even if you decide to go with something simple like build your blog in a weekend, you know, even if you hate tech, 
Okay. So it's, you know, very concrete. Um, but it has that Gabot aspect built in there. Okay. So again, and we talk way more about headlines in the course as well, but I just want to give you a little something and don't get so hung up on them. Everything on the internet can change guys. Like it just, it can. All right. For your body copy, you want to, I'm trying to figure out like, they're, they're really sort of two aspects. So you have some people that are just like very straightforward. I know you've seen it on like, I want to say like Lee Pages has it where it's just like a headline and then it's like click here to get this four day course and then you hit a button and you can do that. And I feel like that works for a super hot audience. Like say if you wanted people to sign up for your webinar and they've already been on your list for a while, you can. But I do think nowadays you do need to go the extra mile with talking about those moments. What are some after things? What's something that's unique about your freebie? This is a time even in if you decide to do bullet points. Well, that's what fascinations are to actually say like, you know, in this, you know, 25 page ebook, not that I'd recommend that for a freebie, but in this 25 page ebook, you'll, you know, learn exactly what to eat to lose weight on page five. So it's like, Ooh, on page five, I'm going to learn exactly what to eat. Um, you know, on page seven, learn how to handle those awkward situations at restaurants with your friends when you don't want to split an appetizer with them. And again, I'm just pulling this out of, you know, thin air. But again, what are some situations that people are going to avoid? What are some common mistakes that people have? Those are the things that you want to be thinking of with your bullet points. And I find that if you can really focus on creating some intrigue and actually being crystal clear at the same time, I know it sounds like a paradox, but it's true. The rest of your copywriting gets really, really strong. And sometimes it can be as easy as, you know, changing out a word for the word this. It's like, um, you know, book five discovery calls using this, or it's naming your method. We've talked about that before. And we talk a lot about this in Littlest Big Profit as well. It's like, you know, thanks to the three, four, five method, you'll never stutter when it comes to, you know, you cost how much again. All right. Really sort of think about these elements. If you are doing something that's multi-day, what is the shiniest, I like to call this, most intriguing, coolest part of day one's training. Like even if you cover a lot of stuff, what's the coolest thing out of day one? What's the thing that's going to make people go, oh, that's so great. It's like, oh, I'm going to beat imposter syndrome. So how can we take that a step further? Okay. Again, kdoster.com forward slash class to get a little list, big profit. And we'll go ahead. That's a free class. You get it for four days. So that way you implement because treat people like people. If you have it forever, sometimes you won't actually use it. So treat people like people. So compelling body or compelling buttons. Again, do not have subscribe. Have something like if you can't think of anything, then you can put like send my. Um, we're going to talk about this. I don't know if this has been a double dog dare yet. Not yet. But you want to think about like, you know, send my ebook, not necessarily get the ebook, you know, start lesson one. I want that. Let's do that. Explode my list. Shrink my waistline. You want to actually think of things that are enticing to people, not just subscribe or download. Again, this is what normies do. And not even like normies, like the people that aren't business owners like us who are like obsessed with helping others. But like I'm talking about like people that are just phoning it in. We're not phoning it in anymore, guys. We are going up and up so that way we can stand out. So we can go above the noise, the Billy Brohemes of the world and actually help people. Okay. This is why I know it can be so like, oh, but I spent forever creating this freebie. 
the same day you finish your freebie, don't do your landing page. I know you're excited. Do it the next day if you have to, okay? Or sort of doing it as you're going. Again, you want to make sure you yourself as a person, would you sign up for this? Does this make you feel excited? Does this make you feel empowered? Does it make you feel like it's not alone? Does it make you feel like you're reading someone's mind? Again, the fastest way to do this, whether it is your headline, your bullet points, or even your button copy is to really capture those moments like we talk about in Littlest Big Profit in the free training class katedoster.com forward slash class. So guys, just to go ahead and recap here about the landing pages. Number one, you want to have your privacy policy and terms and conditions. Again, uh, episode 109 for that. Two, you want to start with an actual great freebie in the first place. So katedoster.com forward slash freebies for that. A scroll stopping headline, usually something moments, results-based. Again, save it for last because after you've kind of written your bullet points or even a couple paragraphs of explainer text, then usually you can think of something sort of afterwards and challenge yourself to create at least 10 of those. You can have an even if or without statement as well as sort of a starting point. You want to make sure that you do have those fascinations or that body copy. Again, what is curious about it? What can they walk away with? What have you named? What makes this different? What makes it unique? What makes it like, you know, you've tried this before and here's the reason why, you know, really dig in. You spent a lot of time creating this freebie. So you need to spend a lot of time making sure this landing page does it justice. Make sure that you are focusing on your compelling button copy. Just don't have subscribe. Okay. We talked about your visual elements already. You can have a mock-up. I use smarter mock-ups. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. You can also use place it. Um, some people of students that I have use like Canva. They can sort of like shrink stuff down. If they got a stock photo that has like a blank computer screen, you can do that. If you want to have a video, of course, have yourself be bubbly, be excited. You can reiterate what you have on your bullet points because not everyone is going to watch the video. So you can't just rely on the video to do heavy lifting. If this is going to be something that you think you'll have paid traffic to, which you can have one freebie that has more than one landing page, guys, not to like blow anyone's mind here, but you can. But in order to keep everything simple, you might want to include, you know, a little bio of yourself, but definitely somewhere on that landing page, you want to be including some type of proof that it works, that you work, that you're trustworthy, something So that way people are like, yep, this is the person I want to learn from. So that is it, guys. That is our quick crash course on landing pages. They are, again, a very important sort of last guy standing between you and those people that you know that you could help so much if they would just believe in themselves and you enough to click a button. A world of good is going to help them out. So that is it, guys. I, of course, am Kate Doster of katedoster.com. And I will see you next week where we're going to talk a little bit more about free versus paid versus blog post versus easy as offer versus all of that juicy goodness. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.